So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start by saying thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode, and thanks a lot to everyone who participated in our giveaway, and congratulations to our mug winner. So, for episode 61 of Easy Conversations, I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio virtually with homie Matt. Say what's up, people. What's up, everybody? Hope everyone's having a good day right now, and I hope you all enjoyed the last episode. I had a blast, and definitely going to be more episodes like that down the road. Um, I'm very excited to be recording with you, Eric, tonight. It's I'm going to let you introduce the subject, but it's something I'm really like passionate about. And on a side note, I just got my um, COVID vaccine four hours ago, so if I say anything uh, unusual, I'm going to blame it on that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome, Matt. I'm glad to hear that. I'm happy that more people are getting vaccinated and the more rollouts that we get going there, the, we'll be in a better situation sooner rather than later, hopefully. But that's awesome to hear, Matt. Hopefully you can still have your head in the game tonight because we're not going to play around. Because, yeah, episode 61, we're going to have a big movie theater conversation. We all love going to the movie theater. I think that's what made a lot of us fall in love with movies is that experience of getting your ticket, anticipating that 520 start time maybe early birds like me like to go early i don't know then you get your popcorn you sit down in that recliner seat big screen we're gonna dissect all of that tonight and let's be real are you ever gonna find a better popcorn than in a movie theater i don't know then again my mom does make some pretty killer popcorn for game of thrones nights back in the day good times but yeah i'm not gonna dwell on that too much so yeah we're gonna be talking about the movies and um also, what going to the movie theater may look like in the future, how like the COVID landscape has affected all of that. I've said a lot here. I'm going to pass it over to you now, Matt. Where would you like to begin our conversation around the movie theater experience? Well, we're going to do like a chronological journey right now, listeners, me and Eric. So, of course, we're going to start at the beginning. And like, I want, we're going to talk about like the earliest memories we have of being in a theater, or what movie you like, what movie we've watched. And I'll, I'll start off like the first movie I remember seeing at the theater is in 1999 and it was a uh, Toy Story number two. Now that's a little unusual because I was already eight years old and I for some reason I cannot remember anything before 99. So I remember loving that movie and especially like at the end when they're Bullseye and Woody are chasing the plane and at the airport like that was thrilling. <laughs> I, I specifically remember like putting my feet up on the seat in front of me. And like loving that whole movie. Uh, strangely enough, I don't remember seeing Phantom Menace at the theater, which came out the same year. So did I see it? I don't know. To me, I, I never saw it because I don't remember. So it never happened, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is my very first memory. Do you remember, Eric, like your very first theater experience? or This should come as no surprise to the listeners who know me for my faulty memory at times. <laughs> I do not remember my first movie going experience, but I'm pretty sure... It was for A Bug's Life. Oh. I'm fairly certain that was the first movie I saw in theaters. That's solid. The one I've already talked about on the pod that I remember specifically was my walkout of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Like that, To me, that's I remember that specifically in that my dad and I were at um, the old, what was it, Landmark Theater or at the bottom of the hill. Yeah, I mean, walking out after uh, the Voldemort flashback scene. It was dark times, Harry, dark times. Voldemort started to gather some followers. We're sitting in the back row, and I remember the whole time I was terrified. <laughs> There's the dark vibes, even when like Hagrid is dro- and is dropping off Harry at uh, 
privet drive and even that like it's just the dark setting kind of had me turned off a little bit to, I didn't know what I was walking into and then yeah the Gringotts goblins also that should have been the final straw but no it was the flashback <laughs> that really did it for me so that was a traumatizing experience but I've bounced back since then so that's those awesome. two for sure yeah. and uh, yeah I mean I always remember loving going to the movies I'm, I'm sure that's something we're going to get into later there but the, the other one I remember like super vividly like I remember details from this day is when I was 10 years old and I went to, my mom took me to go see Lord of the Rings, the first one, at the theater at the World Exchange Plaza downtown. It's like on the fourth, or it's, at the, it's on the top floor of the food court and it's a smaller screens, like it maybe only fits 30 people. And my, I, my mom was so worried that I'd be scared because I was like nine or 10. But man, as soon as that prologue starts and you see Sauron, which kind of scared me, but I was so into it, I was pump the whole movie and i i specifically remember like i can close my eyes and picture myself watching the movie on that smallish screen loving it honestly that probably kicked off my love for going to the theater that movie and i remember having nightmares that night because of gollum like you see gollum's fingers i think in the movie and yep. him getting tortured and then just any orc would freak me out just their face but the second time i saw it in theater the night that night i was no nightmares so just started to desensitize myself at an early age i guess but lord of the rings like just each of those movies at the theater was one of the best experiences i've ever had and i'll, I'll touch more on the third lord of the rings movie when we talk about our best theater experiences so but those are the two memories, Toy Story 2 and Lord of the Rings. And I got like I got to thank my parents for those ones. Like they were instrumental in my love for cinema, just taking me to go see those movies, giving me a chance. Start them young, they say. If my parents weren't into if it's really my mom. But if my mom wasn't into it, I don't even like where you could be staring behind me right now at a wall of books instead of movies. Who knows? <laughs> no, but we don't know. One little thing can That's change true. your path, right? What if I don't see Goodfellas that night on cable, you know? <laughs> it's like the butterfly effect. Let's just, I just want to touch now on like how movie theaters were when we were that age, Eric. Like, do you remember the, well, of course you do, but at the time where we had to line up to get a good seat, basically. Like we lived through that as kids and teenagers and kids these days will never know the the struggle. And the, it gave me a little bit of stress, actually, like trying to like push my parents out the door and like let's go so we can line up and get a good seat like the, the stress was for real sure. for me what about you yeah for sure <laughs> I always wanted to get there really early like, obviously you also want to see the previews but yeah the importance and the necessity really to get a, a prime seat like I I would always want to be like further in the back to so just get the bird's eye view yeah. of the whole <laughs> the experience but yeah, I mean, waiting in line, I kind of remember, this is super random, but waiting in line to get a good seat at Madagascar with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know why. Again, it was at that same theater. Yeah, I mean, now kids have it good these days, you know, but there is kind of that struggle, though, to go online on time to, um, especially if you want to go see a movie on opening night, there is that virtual queue of booking seats um, virtually. But nothing compares to like, like, let me just paint a picture here. It's 2005. Revenge of the Sith is about to come out. Like, I, I remember that year really well, 2005. That's, it's when I started collecting movie stubs. So yes, I have my movie stub for Revenge of the Sith still sitting in a box. Like, that's when I like started like getting serious. And everyone was talking about Revenge of the Sith that year. Like, I remember just talking about it with you and Zach and all our cousins. Like, there was hype for that movie. 
like crazy. And I, w I remember feeling a little anxious, like, okay, what day am I going to get to go see it? I have to go see it right away or everyone's going to spoil it for me. Even at that age, I was aware of that. I remember we, I went to a 12 o'clock showing of that movie and it's like nine o'clock in the morning and I'm already like, okay, we need to leave at like 1045, get there at 11. <laughs> I'm already planning, like lining up and what we're going to have to do to get a decent seat and then like getting delayed. We were delayed that day. And I remember in the car, just like imagining the worst case scenario, which a lot of us do. That's what anxiety is, right? And I'm like, oh, we're going to be sitting in the front row and I'm not going to be able to enjoy Revenge of the Sith. Um, but we get there at 1130. There was a lineup out like Silver City. It was at Silver City at the Gloucester Center and it wasn't open yet. So people were lining outside the building. But I looked and I'm like, OK, I think we're going to get like middle middle of the row seats, you know, not the first <laughs> ones, but like in the middle. I still remember like I guess it's bad to like have that much anxiety as like a 14 year old, but like I, I, I still remember like the stress of uh, not knowing, but that movie did not disappoint. That's another one of my favorite theater going experiences as a young teenager is Revenge of the Sith. Like it was the best movie I'd ever seen at that point in the theater. I, I think I can't, I can't think of a, a better spectacle on the big screen at that time. You know, what's crazy. I've never seen, I didn't see Revenge of the Sith in uh, theaters. Wow. Our uncle got us now. I guess it's been like 15 plus years. It's fine to say on air that we got like a bootleg copy of it of someone who filmed <laughs> it in the theaters. <laughs> Shaky cam. But I had heard before, somehow we had heard that that movie, that Star Wars movie had like a bit more um, gruesome, maybe not violence, but just like some scarier scenes. And, you know, I've already said in this episode that I'd, didn't take much for me to be scared. So I was leery of watching that movie to begin with. And it took me multiple takes to get into the movie until the scene where Sidious gets disfigured, right? Yep. Like that was really the one that really I knew of and I didn't know if I was ready to handle. So maybe tried watching it a couple of times, like decided to stop. I like couldn't, couldn't handle it. But then there was that one time where I said to my parents, like, I'm ready. And Lord knows I was not because I had nightmares that whole night. And that was just a, kind of the opposite of your experience here. You got to see it in glorious 4K in theaters, middle row. Not ideal, but still better than blurry cam on a bootleg copy and being scared all night. So that's my Revenge of the Sith. Not really a theater experience, but I will just add to the Revenge of the Sith experience. Yeah. And I, I think being at the theater in a big crowd really helped me conquer, like, if I'd be scared. Like, when I, when I went to see Lord of the Rings, all three of them, I'm like, okay, I'm in a huge crowd right now. I'm not going to, I'm going to be a man and finish the movie. I'm not going to, like, it's, it's, it's more comforting. This is going to tie into why I love going to the theater. But I love watching a movie with a big crowd because it's like, I feel the energy in the air. And when I was younger, it... it it was like a comfort blanket of, okay, I'm not, I'm, I can't be scared. There's people all around me. I'm not watching. It's not like watching a movie alone in your basement. So there was a comfort Great level point. there. Yeah. Mob mentality is huge to overcome fear in the theaters. And that you just reminded me of in 2008, I believe we we're with my hockey team at a tournament. And I was one of the two players who was in the, like we would have been the youngest of that age group. Okay. Me and my friend, the, the rest of the team were all older than us. And, playing A or whatever, not a big deal. And we went to see I Am Legend in theaters. 
And I was still like, yeah, grade eight, but <laughs> still like, I wasn't watching those kind of movies yet, like kind of horror movies or zombie apocalypse or whatever. And I didn't know if I was there yet to watch a movie like that. And I went in there, you know, got to act tough in front of the homies. And um, I, I overcame my fear of zombies in that sitting. Like, is this episode going to just be me exposing my fears about movies and stuff? Maybe, but <laughs> on my end anyways. But that's just like a good example, I think, of that. You get, like, like, there's strength in numbers, and um, I don't know, just not as afraid, I guess, strength when you're with it, yeah. a big group, and maybe some people are even making fun of what you're seeing on screen, but the movie was great. You know, the, just a side note, the crazy part is I saw I Am Legend with my hockey team as well during a tournament, so that's <laughs> that's go. crazy. Classic hockey team movie. <laughs> that is crazy. And I remember I never... Tournament in Manawaki. Yeah. Or... Mine was in Vankley Kill, actually. I still remember, okay. yeah. And I've never seen the movie since, and I never will because I just treasure that one time I saw it at the theater with my hockey team, and I still remember it. Respect. But no, strength in numbers, exactly. And but, but when we were, like, this is still going back to, like, 2005 to 2010 era, like, obviously now our seats in the theater are, like, recliners are amazing. But back then, like, it was, you were very close to the person beside you. You were packed in. And I feel like, though uncomfortable, I feel like it was more... There was more buzz and excitement back then watching a big movie, you know. I'm thinking of like the Star Wars movies or anything pre-Marvel basically, like which we thought those were good action movies and then Marvel like just told us, "No, no, hold my beer. Like this is how you do action <laughs> scenes." You know, I'm thinking of like the Spider-Man movies here and yep. uh, the Tobey Maguire ones. Being that close to a big crowd, I don't know, for me it was it elevated the movie. The movie was always better at the theater than when I rented it at Blockbuster in three, four months. So another positive of why I love going to the theater, it just, it enhances my experience. I mean, I think it does for everybody. Um, but for me, it's like, I don't know, it's like times a hundred. I just feel like the movie is better. And then I get it slightly disappointed when I rewatch it, but that's something I'll talk about later on. That's like what we love the most about the theater. I think anyways, for me, when I was trying to think about what's my favorite thing about the theater, like going to see a movie at the theaters, it's the whole experience. It's sitting with a bunch of people who are all there for the same purpose and goal is to watch this movie that they've paid good money, like for their popcorn and their tickets, mm -hmm. taken two plus hours, maybe four hours if they want to get there early, get a good seat, Matt, and like not worry about not mm -hmm. getting there on time and stuff. And you're getting it on the biggest screen available to mankind for the most part. The surround sound is second to none. And ideally, when you're going to see those big name, big studio movies like Marvel, for example, those are all diehard fans, especially going on the opening night, right? Like that's the best experience in my mind and my past experiences have been the opening night Marvel movies. Those have been the best for me. I already talked about like for me, my best movie theater experience is probably Avengers Endgame because the whole crowd was so into it and just selling at every major scene like Thundercap when he raises Thor's hammer or when all the Avengers and all the characters who had seemingly died in Infinity War came back. The theater was going nuts and you just there are only a certain amount of movies that will give you that rewarding feeling I think like obviously I'm always pumped to see a Star Wars movie in theater and and I'm gonna jump all over the place here a little bit but like I, I loved all the Star Wars movie the sequel trilogy movies I love them all in the theaters but then upon rewatch is when I like them a little less and I do think that the movie theater experience is a big factor as to why I enjoyed those movies so much like I saw Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker twice in theaters and I loved them both times it mm. wasn't until 
I watched it again at home. Maybe I'd heard more of the criticism about them and stuff, and then I started to be like nitpick more. But the the quality of the picture and the the experience is just so much better. I think in theaters, it makes the movie better. I 100% agree, Eric. After I saw Force Awakens in the theater, was that like two, uh, 2017? I think. 2015. 20. Wow, <laughs> way off. 2015. I thought that movie was the best thing I'd ever seen. Like, I remember specifically. Back then, like, I keep a log of every movie I watch. And I remember when I got home, I wrote down, like, wow, like, one of the best films I've ever seen. I was really, like, blindsided by the visuals. And I was, I don't even know if I understood half the story or was paying attention. I was just blown away by seeing, like, X-Wings on the screen or lightsabers, you know. Like, it had been so long. It had been 10 years. So, no. And then when you rewatch it, you realize... If people bring out good, I, I don't mind getting my mind changed, but you got to have good arguments for me to change mm-hmm. my mind. If we're going into like our favorite theater experiences now, some of them, and speaking on your point of audiences reacting, and this will shock you and the listeners, but one of the best theater experiences I've ever had was watching The Dark Knight in 2008, because I saw that movie in San Francisco when I was on my family trip. We We had like a great day. We like went sightseeing on a walk, ate good food. And then we just decided to go like Dark Knight had come out and the buzz was insane. So we actually like, we got tickets, got a good seat, strangely enough. And it was my, like one of the only movies I've ever seen in the United States. And I remember it was a memorable experience because A, I remember having leg room in front of my, like in front of me at the theater. And this was 2008 where I never had leg room before. And I was like, huh, there's actually like a little gap in front of me where people can walk. This is really weird. I still remember that. And the second thing that blew me away was people actually clapped during the movie and after the movie. And I had never in my life experienced that. Never up to that point. I thought it was very weird and jarring at first. I was almost like off put like, what are, what are you, stop clapping. What are you guys doing? Like during the movie, Eric, like when he, I think when, as soon as the Joker appears, people started clapping. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? Now I've been outspoken on the dark night, but I still like, it was, it's a really good movie. And the first time I watched it in the theater, I was blown away and everyone cheering and clapping at the end. I was like, oh my God, this is totally different from what I'm used to in Canada. Which I find people clap more and more now. I don't know. Well, I'm a huge clap yeah. in the movie theaters guy. Like I love clapping at the end of a movie, even if no one else joins in. And I really enjoy the movie. You will hear me clapping vigorously. Like I don't care because I like showing support to the craft and just showing my appreciation for the work that went into the movie and stuff. And even like I sometimes I'll clap rarely, but. <laughs> I think I have clapped in a movie. I do find that can be a little annoying, especially if it's done for no real reason. Like if some people just really get... They think they're alone or something and... Yeah, exactly. And they just like lose track of where they are and they're just going, they're going ballistic on their own. And clapping when you're not supposed to, I feel like is really out of place. But when Mm. it merits a clap, I mean, I'll join in as well. I won't lead that movement, but a post-movie completion clap I may spearhead that regime when i watch a movie at the theater or any movie i'm a very i don't like to show too much emotion in like almost any like i'm not one to like demonstrate or like start moving like i'm a very everything happens in my head and i will like be super excited and fist pump but like not actually doing it just all in my mind and like when i see a good movie 
I'm going to get chills and goosebumps, but I'm going to be very contained and I'll, I'll almost be like a statue during a movie. I will, I will not move. Like, I don't think I moved an inch during Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. I, I could have been a mime right there. Like, I, it's all inside of me and I, it's, I'm so excited, but I just, I have to take it all in and not react right away. I just like super silent. I don't know. Some people find that weird. It's like, don't talk to me. I don't, I'm not going to say a word. Nothing's going to come out of my mouth. And I hate when people like lean over and whisper. But we can go over our little pet peeves a little later. But all that to say is like that Dark night experience in San Francisco, well, I will remember it till the day I die. Because I still remember like certain moments of the movie and like everyone losing their minds. Which I know, I know, we're going to have an eventual podcast where I air my thoughts like on the record. So people don't like like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a strange episode that one. A quick preview, but keeping all your arguments close to the chest, I respect that. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything now because then we're gonna go off on a tangent. Actually, I'll I'm just gonna go on my last my third best uh, theater experience, Eric. I don't know if you have many others, but like I just want to highlight this one right here because it's gonna be a little. I think you'll find this one a little strange, but when I went to see Avengers in 2012. I was not even sold on Marvel yet, Eric. I had not even seen the Thor movie. And I'd, I had only watched maybe half of Captain America First Avenger. Like, I wasn't even following Marvel. I had just seen Iron Man. And when I went into Avengers, I was almost dragged by my friend. Like, he's like, Matt, we're going to go see Avengers. And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't seen the other, like, standalone movies. He's like, it doesn't matter. You're just going to you're gonna follow along. You've seen the cartoons as kids. And you know the characters. And I'm like, fine. I had the smi- a smile on my face during, like, from the opening scene with Loki till the ending. It just, that movie really, like, showed me what movies could become and, like, oh, we're going to get spoiled now in the next, well, it's o- easily over, like, 50, like, there's more stuff in five years, right? So the next 20 years, we're going to get spoiled, like, kids in a candy store. So that, the seeing the first Avengers movie really, like, boggled my mind at the potential of what we're going to get and loved every minute of that movie in the, at the theater and i think the movie still holds up like i think it holds up more than ultron so agreed avengers one huge night for me i still remember that night awesome yeah me too i feel like around that time i wasn't that dialed in or like uh, i wasn't a, a huge marvel guy as big as i am now because i remember after avengers which i loved in theaters i didn't go see like thor the dark world or even winter soldier i didn't see those movies in theater i thought like okay I've, I've seen, I saw, I'd seen all the other ones up until that point though. And for some reason I was just like, no, I had no interest in going to see them in theaters. Like I've had enough. Imagine thinking that back then I've had enough when there were what, four movies released or five. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like insane. Yeah. And I, I went to see Iron Man three. So that was the last one I saw in theaters and then age of Ultron, but we don't need my full <laughs> chronology of, um, when I went to see each movie. Yeah, man, Avengers was really good in theaters. Iron Man 1 as well. I remember I saw that with my mom in theaters. That was unreal. And we had no expectations either. I don't, re- I don't remember if we had seen many trailers or were even that hyped. I, f- I want to say it was just like a, yeah, let's go see- check this out. And walking out of there had been like blown away at how good it was, right? Because that set the tone for those movies. Others, I remember this might sound funny. But actually, no. So the first one, I think, was really good. Exceeded a lot of people's expectations and was sick in theaters. Was the Shia LaBeouf-led Transformers movie. Classic movie. And I I, want to say it still kind of holds up. Like, for what it is, it's it's an enjoyable watch. And then they just really went overboard. 
especially with the latest movies there, but we don't need to get into that. But I remember seeing like the second one in theaters and then the third one. So Revenge of the Fallen and Dark Side of the Moon. And I'm pretty sure Dark Side of the Moon is just a fight scene from start to finish. Like there's very little storyline in here. Just sheer nonsense in there. But enjoyable in theaters. I remember loving it in theaters. Just for like a popcorn action movie. So those ones, what else was there? That was great. Avatar was awesome in theaters as well. Yes, yes. I just, I remember loving it. And the visuals back then, the colors and like the the quality of the the picture was second to none back then. So that also, I want to say, still holds up. Haven't seen that movie in a long time. But I saw it a few times in theaters. And I'm I'm also a big like going to see the same movie twice in theaters guy. Even three times, some of them. Me like too. all the Star Wars movie I've seen twice in theaters, like the the sequel trilogy, of course. Quick question: Have you ever gone to see the same movie the same day? You know, I think you day? know the answer. But I've, I'm pretty sure I've said this already. It's um, Attack of the Clones. That's I saw it. it twice in the same day. Nice. Went to see it in the morning with just my mom, and then in the afternoon with my mom and my bro. So my mom also saw the same movie the same day, <laughs> probably largely because of me. But and that's another movie that blew me away because of the Yoda lightsaber action like that again the theater went nuts in there I remember turning towards my mom huge smile like cheek to cheek just going like I think I was jumping off the wall like Yoda at that point (laughs) it was nuts and I remember going to see it with my bro like knowing exactly what was coming and then just wanting to see his reaction and um, there have been a lot of those with me. Like, I've seen a lot of movies myself in the theater and then went again with my bro and, like, wanted to see his reaction. He's not as much of a clapper, like, freaking out as me in the theater anyways. But three times, that's... I've only seen one movie three times. And me too. Troy in 2004. But that's because we went to see... We uh, did a school field trip to go see the movie. I had no say and I, I didn't care. I was like, I'll go see it a third time with like all my classmates. That was a great experience. I don't know why they let... We were all in grade seven and they let us go see Troy at the theater. I don't know if that we can get away with that nowadays, but we were a little young. Questionable teaching <laughs> methods. Yeah, no kidding, but we had a blast. Me, the movie I saw three times in theaters was Spider-Man 3. Whoa, <laughs> oh, insane. my condolences. I remember loving that movie, though, as a kid again. Just different different standards for entertainment, I want to say, yes, back then. Yes, 100%. Before Iron Man, again, Marvel being the standard for action scenes, like we thought that was the best thing that's was ever put on film which it was like the spider-man movies were super innovative for their action scenes right try watching it now eric you're gonna be like "Ooh, yeah it's not the same (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. a little dated and avatar was a great theater experience but the movie does go down when you're watching it at home sadly but that's okay i mean that's why we go to the theater right eric to have that experience of it making the movie better and we just like it's an adventure you know it doesn't it doesn't start when i'm in my seat watching the movie it starts with like getting to the theater then like grabbing food a drink shooting the shit with friends before the movie while waiting to get in the theater reading then, the magazine that they have yep. like the, the yes. tribute i'm pretty yeah. sure oh, yeah the tribute yes yeah. that was like a ritual and then if you go to the theater as many times as me you have to read the same one for a month <laughs> and then after the movie like this i love discussing first the your first reaction as you're walking out that door and into the parking lot like that's when I get all my thoughts out like rapid fire, like a machine gun. Like, why did they do this? This yeah. is and like 
not I'll try almost freaking out like thinking I had just witnessed the greatest thing ever on screen. A hundred percent me too. I'm just ripping spoilers on the yeah. way out. Like not even <laughs> slightly worried about ruining other people's experience. I'm so selfish. I like when I go into the theater, I'm like cupping my ears. Like I don't want to hear anyone say a single thing. But then as soon as I'm out of there, it's just free for all. So whenever I do get back to the theater, I'll be more cognizant of that as to not ruin other people's movie viewing experiences. But oh yeah, I'm just like you, man. I need to dissect every single part of the movie as soon as I see it. Out of theaters and i think the people i go watch movies with are do not reciprocate to the same extreme as i do how much i want to talk about the movies they're like yeah no, yeah it was good like, it was good but i i need to like just talk about every character like every scene that yeah. i remember like i'm just trying to get it all out there and like that's why it's great to have this pod no a hundred percent a lot of my friends weren't we just wanted to get the cheap thrill and like as soon as we leave the theater, it's forgotten. But I'm like still like playing the movie in my head. And but back to what you were saying, because this is what I do now when I'm entering a theater, which I sadly haven't done in like a year. But I did this for Infinity War and every Marvel movie star, every big franchise. I put my both my earphones in, put my music on full blast. Yep. No one talks to me. I don't talk to anyone. I just have them on till like that little the trailers before the trailers start, basically. Because no one's really talking in the theater. It's, it's when I'm waiting for my popcorn that I'm deathly afraid of, like, <laughs> some... No, I'm very... I don't even go on Instagram or Facebook, like, the when the movie drops. It's like a blackout, right? You have to. Yeah, gots to. You have to. Especially for Endgame, where, oh, people wouldn't shut up about it. it was, Matt, it was the exact same thing for me as well. For Infinity War, like, I actually went to see that movie alone. And that was... Me too both one of the best movie going experiences and one of the worst experiences because I was alone. So mm -hmm. I did exactly the same thing as you. I had my earphones, just not obviously not talking to anybody, but I didn't want to hear a single thing. I didn't want a hooligan such as myself leaving the theater, ruining it for me. So of course I'm waiting in line, just music in. I love the movie from start to finish. Like that's one of my favorite movies, no doubt. Yeah. And then I remember as soon as the movie was done, I was blown away, like jaw hit the floor and I... All I wanted to do was talk about the movie with someone. Of course, I was alone, so I'm not going to just chat up the single mom with her daughter who was sitting next to me. Like, no chance. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, I wanted to, like, text people, but that was on opening day. Like, that was, like, during the middle of the day, like, 12 o'clock, I went to see it on the Friday, and not many of my friends had seen it. So, driving home alone was also not fun. Just... I need to I need to talk about the movie as soon as I see it. So I'm going to the movie theater alone. I guess I'll just get into that for yeah. myself. Not for me. I think that's okay. the only time I've ever done it. Wow. Not okay. about it. Eric, you're like you're leading into like one of my talking points, which was alone versus with friends, because I'm a big advocate of going to the theater alone. Like I I, I started doing it and I, I, I fell in love with it. And we'll we'll mainly get into the reasons like in a second. I just want to say, Eric though. I did the same thing for Infinity War and I, after the movie was like, oh crap, like I screwed myself. Cause I went like the Thursday night, super late, found a seat at the last minute and I like literally couldn't talk about it with anyone. And that did bum me out. So that's an argument against going alone, obviously, is can't talk to anyone about it. Here's why I like going to the theater alone is I go to the theater very often and 
people might like have figured out already. Like I'm a big horror movie guy. I watch pretty much any type of movie. I have, I find it very hard to like drag someone, like to get someone to go see the movies that I want to go see. So one day I'm like, why am I like forcing people to go with me or dragging? Like my mom will never say no to me. Like she'll go see anything, but I feel bad dragging her out to like some horror movies that she's not into. So I started going alone, Eric. And you know what? It was really awkward the first like 10 times. Like people are all staring at me who they're probably thinking, <laughs> okay, well, is someone else going to show up and sit with this guy or is he by himself? Like it is really awkward, especially in Orleans. It's less awkward downtown because more people do it. No, I don't know, Eric. It's for me, extremely relaxing. It's like doing yoga for me. Like I don't think about anything. I don't think about life. My phone gets shut off. Nobody annoys me. Not that my mom annoys me, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> good good <laughs> sorry, recovery. Sorry, mom. She's going to be laughing right now. I don't know, Eric. I've probably done it like a hundred times now. Like I love going alone. It's just, so do you prefer going alone over going with someone or do you prefer going to see the movie with someone else? Still prefer with someone else just for that I can interact with them after the movie and you know what like that's that's nothing to gloss over it's huge discussing them like that's what I like that's what I love doing with you Eric on the podcast discussing a movie but as for like the calmness and like being on my own schedule oh, I love going alone yeah yeah those are all great points especially like trying to find someone to go to the movie theater with you can be tricky like not everyone wants to see the same movies as their friends and stuff there but I think I've said my piece on going alone. I done, yeah. did it once and never again. And some people will never be. It's like going to a restaurant to eat alone, not for everybody. And that's, I find that much harder than going to the theater alone. Yeah, I've done that. It sucks. It does <laughs> like, suck, I right? Know. That I yeah, agree. I think you just have to be a certain type of person to yeah. have dinner alone and be fine with that. And hey, nothing wrong. Good on you if you can do that. But I remember I was, that's because I was in like Rome alone. I, I just right. went alone. Like traveling alone, completely different story. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I had to eat dinner, right? So I went to this restaurant alone and what's the Wi-Fi password? And just you're on your <laughs> on phone, the, phone whole. the whole time. Yep. It sucked though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great food. But yeah. anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> that's a story for another day right eric yeah exactly i was gonna ask you so what is your what are your thoughts on like movie theater etiquette like obviously Ooh. phones you're a scumbag if you're on your phone in a movie theater but i more want to know my like do you have a problem with people talking to you in the movie theater like obviously other people you don't know who are talking that's annoying there's no other way to spin it. Like, there's no way you're going to going to the theater to watch this movie, and then you just hear like these three, four kids yapping the whole time, and you're finding that enjoyable. Like, that's annoying. But I'm more asking about if you're going to the theater with a few friends and they keep talking to you, or even just making like little mm-hmm. little jokes or whatever. Like, what are your what's your stance on talking in a movie theater within your group? Uh, my stance is, if like I give basically a death stare if you do that to me, like. <laughs> I, 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 I tell people beforehand, like, they think I'm joking, Eric. Like, when I'm like, no, I don't like when people talk. Like, I hate that. They're like, yeah, yeah. And then they try to do it. And I'm like, well, I'm not bluffing. Like, I, I, I've told my, like, I remember telling my nine-year-old cousin to, like, to, like, I almost told him to shut up, like, during the movie. And it was Skyscraper with The Rock. Like, it's, I don't really have to pay attention to that movie. But he actually got a little, like... He actually turned to my mom and said, like, is he okay? My mom was like, yeah, yeah, just don't talk to him during the movie. He'll be fine. What's this guy's deal? <laughs> exactly. No, I've told my friends in high school, like, like basically shut up. Like, oh, Eric, I cannot stand people talking at the theater. I've shushed people. Once I've 
said something like out loud, like I shushed and like my sister couldn't believe it. Like she's like, I can't believe you just shushed some, you shushed somebody. Mad respect. Cause you know, it's not, gar it's not guaranteed though. Right? Like they might not even, they, a, they might not hear B, they might not even care. It goes to the point, Eric, where it distract, like it takes me out of the movie. If I could hear someone talking, like I'm, and then you get to the argument where, well, if the movie was good, then you would be really into it and you wouldn't hear everything around you. Fair enough. If someone talked during Star Wars, I wouldn't hear them because I'm so into the movie. Mm -hmm. But like so many horror movies where stupid teenagers are just yelling and laughing and <laughs> oh, it's almost to the point where I don't want to go see a horror movie at the theater anymore because it happens all the time. I was going to say, those are the movies that are more likely, that you're more yeah. likely to hear, like, kids just yelling nonsense at the screen and, like, trying to be funny. Also, because the, there may be less people there also at mm -hmm. the movie theater and maybe completely off. But I remember the last few horror movies that I went to the theater with Andy. Like, we saw It, Part 2, and uh, Glass. I, don't, I know Glass isn't a horror movie, mm -hmm. but I'm looping it in this category. And there are just some kids who wouldn't stop talking yeah. the whole time. And the whole time, I just want to be, like, telling these kids to shut up but i don't know like who knows where things go like I, when i say kids like they might have been like early yeah. 20s there so I, a little younger than me but i still like I, i'm not you know I, like i said last episode i'm not a conflict guy but if i was a big dude who knows maybe i'm just telling these kids like do we take this outside or i don't know whatever like i'm not about it though like and i'll i've sometimes been that guy who talks a little bit but i'm not i'm never yelling stuff at the screen like trying to make everyone else laugh but i may like crack a little joke to someone i'm at the theater with and it doesn't bother me if someone does the same to me but if it's constant then yes i, I will be like hey listen like i'm trying to enjoy this movie here here are several examples for the listeners like a horror movie i will never shush anyone during a horror movie because yes of course i remember when i was younger and me and my some of my friends would joke around and i would let it go because we we're just having a good time i'll never fault someone for doing that if we're watching the new like Halloween movie or the new Saw movie or whatever at the theater, it's when we're watching a movie like like I remember watching La La Land like during the Oscar season in like 2016. People were talking during La La Land. And I'm like, guys, we're watching a serious movie right now. Like, and it's a musical too. Like, they're they're performing. Like, shut up. This is a serious movie. You said this? No, I was just furious, like fuming. Uh. But no, I'm not gonna tell two adults to stop. Like, I pick my battles, right? If, if, if they could beat me up, I'm not shushing them. You know, I got to pick my moments. And I was by myself too. They're like, shut up, weirdo. <laughs> uh, pretty much. And what am I going to say to that? Nothing. I would just move seats. I've moved seats many times to really? go away. Okay. Yeah. Well, if I'm by myself, I mean, right. Yeah. That's another advantage. Um, when I went to see. Mobile. Nomad land. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good time. That was, that was a surprising win, actually. Well, we won't get into that. Um, no. There's a movie, Gone Girl, with Ben Affleck, right? Great book, too. This guy in front of me, Eric, was describing the whole movie to his girlfriend because she, her English wasn't her first language. Mm, nice guy, Eddie. Talk. Yeah, I forgot. I love that movie. He was talking in Spanish to his girlfriend, explaining the movie, the whole movie. <laughs> and I was God. dying, Eric. I was dying. I was like, I'm not even going to say anything because... What do you say to that? He'll say, oh, I'm explaining the movie to my girlfriend. Because she kept saying, yeah. what What did they say? You're like, uh, God damn it, Vakaitis, yeah. learn fucking English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Infinity War in 20, uh, 2017. No one made a sound during that movie and the theater's packed. No one made, like, no one's talking or on their phone. You know why? 
we're all there to enjoy a marvelous theatrical like spectacle like an action extravaganza we know we're all fans nobody's it, there's no casuals in the theater it's all we're there to see the movie we've seen all the other movies that's those are my favorite like times at the theater star wars opening night marvel movies every everyone respects like okay we're not going to be dicks to each other we're not going to uh, point stuff out that's what i love that's where i'm like everybody everyone was so like awesome today at the theater and I, it restores my faith in humanity in humanity mm -hmm. oh, you know <laughs> i echo everything you just said and that's why i just said like those are my favorite experiences is especially the opening night crew like those people yeah. are there to mess around like they're exactly. not there to crack jokes or talk during the movie and spanish to their girlfriend like even like maybe some of them are but nothing wrong with that like super that's a great guy and a very nice move on that guy's part but yeah everyone and like you may get a lot of clapping in those movie experiences but I don't, i'm okay with that for those in that setting and everyone's for the most part i think clapping at the end of the movie and i love that like, every step of the way as well so i remember the last jedi both times in theaters when um Vice Admiral Aldo goes in light speed towards the um like the ship like the um, the ultimate fleet, sacrifice yeah 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 exactly and then you get that stunning shot of just like the debris in space both times people like gasped super loud like <gasps> or wow like and that's fine like I love seeing that like people being blown away by something and like you said Infinity War could hear a pin drop yep. in the theater as well it's unreal. That's oh, yeah. what we love about the movie theater, right? Ever gone on Tuesday night, Eric? I avoid that night like the plague now because of all the casuals. <laughs> yeah, we used to go back in the day, but that it's been a long time since I've been on a Tuesday, especially because for the longest time I had like a scene credit card and a scene debit card. So I was just racking up the scene points. And I remember this one time I went to pay and then the girl at the um, cash said like, oh, do you want to use any of your free movies? Like, pardon? <laughs> you have 24 free movies what? yes what? <laughs> i still have three left actually so because since then i had racked up more points right i've just recently made the change to cash back a much wiser financial move but it like that was worth its weight in gold those scene points so well especially with the price climbing every year it's, it's only the, the elites are going to be able to afford going to the movie theater when they open up again oh. People might like laugh at that, but our last segment will be on like the future. But I just want to quickly say like I avoid Tuesday night because like I don't want any people that any people that rarely go to the theater will go on Tuesday night. Like the people that are like, oh, I haven't been here in a year. No, I don't want to be in the same room as you. <laughs> it's very elitist to say like I only want to be with like fellow movie enthusiasts and people that will appreciate it. One thing I also like doing, I don't know if you've ever done this, going to go see an old movie at the theater, like a movie that came out in the 80s or 70s or 90s. or. No, I've never done that. And I've seen you post like on Insta about going to the, the Mayfair Theater, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I, I would love to do that. I feel like that'd be a sweet like date night spot too, to just go see a, an older movie and like get that old school. Like, And how about... How's the quality of the movie to the picture as well? Like, is it kind of old film grain or is it your modern like 4K quality of uh, movie? Or is it like like they used to show them in the theaters back then kind of it, thing? Like if you're going to see Empire Strikes Back, for example, are you getting the quality that they got in the 80s or remastered for the digital era? 
it's thanks for bringing that movie up because i did go see that at the mayfair okay yeah it wasn't an accident <laughs> mayfair a lot of their older movies they actually have like the film reel like they'll use a projector and show like that's sick the way you see it back then for empire though they did use an updated version with the it wasn't the version seen in 1980 it was an updated version digital obviously but i've seen eric like 80s like these 80s horror b classics like on film and it looks totally different it's super clear but it's not like a blu-ray it's it, it you'll see like imperfections and flaws but it's eric tremendous experience and everyone has a good time there and nobody talks and i mean the mayfair surrounded by like tons of places to eat so it is like a great night out you know okay. you make it uh it's one of the stops for the night nice huge milkshake yeah. afterwards yeah, who knows well yeah i mean like stella luna is like super close by and that has like the best ice cream and gelato i mean sorry i went to see like movies from the 50s like alfred hitchcock movies at the theater some of my favorite experiences were doing that um 2001 a space odyssey it's a very slow movie but when you're watching it on a huge screen eric you're almost like hypnotized i mean i See, was. that might be the missing puzzle piece for me because i tried watching that movie and just could not yeah. get into it i think i got like 45 minutes in like we're still dealing with the monkeys and i just couldn't handle it so <laughs> okay that that's fair enough it is very even those who like it will know it's slow one of the greatest our, un our yeah. uncle pat will argue that it's one of the greatest movies of all time but yeah and i i have no problem calling it a great movie but like I'd have no problem saying it's very slow too, and you can't watch it when you're tired. I cannot watch it when I'm tired. One of my favorite, my third favorite movie of all time, Raging Bull. I saw that at the theater, and probably the greatest acting performance of all time by De Niro, or one of them. And I had goosebumps the whole time because the screen is so big, like the close-ups are even bigger, and it's and it's a black and white movie, so like it it feels older than it is, and it it was tremendous. Like, Eric, very underrated going to see a movie you've already seen. Like, if you saw Reservoir Dogs at the theater, Eric, I, I know 100% you'd be, like, blown away. You'd be like, this is so much better on the big screen and the loud... The Also, sound at the theater is very underrated, I find. Doesn't that heighten the experience so much? Like, when the score of a movie is so loud and drowning, like, if it's the Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or that Marvel, like, when Thor shoots down in Infinity War on uh in wakanda like that was so loud in the theater and it will yeah. never get duplicated unless you go back to the theater but so. it, it's never overwhelming though it's always perfectly just blended into the room and that experience is like i don't know just like you feel like you're in it at the theater right yeah. like the surround sound puts you in that in the the environment kind yeah. of the only time that it's been kind of loud and i don't know this is random but at I think Silver City before they start a movie they have this little like clip of um like a plane that eventually becomes like a rocket ship and it becomes super loud and I remember one time I was sitting like we we're right next to a speaker me and Zach and oh. I remember it was like right next to my ear and I wasn't reacting at all and Zach found it super loud and he looked over me and I was just like a statue <laughs> 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 and that comes up sometimes actually with i'm gonna remember I. that just, i don't remember what movie we saw that was the highlight of our movie experience <laughs> that day <laughs> zach's like you are you exactly is your hearing okay about. yeah is your hearing okay bro uh yes no it's not great <laughs> the loudest thing i've seen at the or i've heard at the theater was lord of the rings return of the king 
everything is going great at the during the battle uh, at Pelennor Fields where Theoden's like killing all the orcs on the field and everything's going great and then they hear this like horn and then you see the line of elephants or oliphants and it was so loud Eric Tr my I, my knees were actually shaking I still remember this like my knees like I couldn't stop twitching and it was so like rumbly loud in the theater how epic was like is that part in the movie Ep but just the theater made it a thousand times more tremendous and gave me chills for like a whole hour after i was just i'm always trying to duplicate that feeling when i go to the theater like watching a marvel movie or a dc movie like i want that full body like goosebumps and forget where i am and just have like just be super happy so i don't know did you want to get into that now like for what we will hope to see down the yeah. road because for me and i actually put a poll up on insta to see like if people were looking forward to getting back to the theater or if they could go without it i was surprised that it was like overwhelming majority of the people want to go back i i might have thought that maybe more people would have been okay with not going to the theater anymore because it's been over a year now that a lot of us haven't been able to go to the movie theater in canada anyways and it's not something that I miss every day personally or even every week. I do wish I could go and like see those Marvel movies. Like those are the big ones that I'll just speak on quickly here that those are the movies I'm excited to see in theaters again. Marvel movies, eventually when we get Star Wars again, and then maybe one off like big action movies. Like those are always fun to see in theaters. Other than that, I don't know about like drama movies, Oscar movies. I only, f I normally just find out about those after the fact, after you see that they've been nominated and then I'll just try to bum them off you, Matt. But I, for me, like those Marvel movies are the ones that I'm most looking forward to seeing again in the theater. Yeah. Thanks a lot to everyone for participating in that poll. Appreciate it. But yeah, the landscape is shifting, but people still want to go and I, you love to see it. I loved everything you said, Eric. Like you want a roller coaster movie at the theater. You want you want hot. You want to get you want to get yeah. You want to get thrilled when you go to the theater. You don't want to go see a period piece. Like let's take a movie like Trial of the Chicago Seven that aired on Netflix this year. That would have been at the theater like five years ago if Netflix didn't put it out or whatever. That would have that's an Oscar movie. It would have went to the theater. You don't want to see any movies like that at the theater because it's there's no point to having a bigger screen. Am I correct? And there's no sound in that movie. Very true. That, I see that point, and I can't argue against that. I'll still go see movies like that at the theater, but that's just because, I don't know, I'm I'm so enamored by them. But yes, it is a bit of, you're kind of wasting a theater experience on a, not an action movie, basically. There's always going to be theaters because of movies like that, that the MCU is doing and DC. We'll, we will need them for our action movies and war movies and big, like, epic Christopher Nolan movies. I think there will be a huge decline, though, with streaming all those Oscar movies and all those festival movies, now they're going to come straight on our TV. And that's okay, in my opinion. You know what? It's not like those movies were getting a ton of, like, it's not like they were getting overwhelming, huge sellouts every night, right? They, they weren't. That's the thing. You, I would never even see or hear about these movies in the theater. Yeah. It wouldn't be until you find out, yeah. like I said, they're nominated, and then that's when you yeah. go back and watch them. For yeah. me, anyways. Hey, the like that Avenger number 10 will come out in like 10 years or whatever, and yeah, it'll play on eight screens and it'll play every hour. But you know what? People are going to go see that movie because it's yeah. probably going to blow our F our freaking minds out, right? So mm. nothing wrong with that. That scares me a little because that means like, are we going to get the fatigue, right, Eric? Like a variety is a good thing or is is eventually all we're going to see are the comp? Because I think comedy too is like the second strongest. Like I think people will seek that out at the theater because 
it's the date movie, right? The comedies, the yep. people will always go to the theater to go on. Like it's a perfect first date opportunity or whatever. Are we going to just get tired of that? Like, do we need our dark thrillers and dramas mixed in, you know, like movies like Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm -hmm. I saw that in the theater and I loved it. And I think everyone that went into that was blown away and wasn't expecting a, like a masterpiece. But movies like that won't be at going to the theater anymore in the future, in my opinion, because it's going to just be the big stuff. But Eric, like streaming this year, streaming has been kill. Like they kill it every year. Streaming's been in existence. They've been getting better every year. And you know what? Like I can't even complain right now. Like I, yeah, I'm a big theater advocate, but man, do I love browsing my five different apps on my TV and finding like mm -hmm. new releases every Friday, new releases on each app. And I'm like, okay, I got to one night for Netflix, one night for Amazon Prime, <laughs> one night for uh, Disney Plus. Like I, I have to be, that's how I'm doing it. I love that. You know what? Mm -hmm. It's super, super like easy and saves a lot of time. You know, like imagine if I had to go to the theater to go see every one of those new releases, Eric. Yeah. It's time and money wasted, right? Time and money. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say too. Yeah, so many options nowadays. And before I forget, I just want to throw in a few amendments and other movies that I'd go see in theaters. You're right, big time on the comedy. Seeing comedies in the theaters is very underrated, not only for date purposes, but also like it's just fun when you get a good theater that laughs a lot. It makes you laugh as well. Like it's laughter is infectious, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing Trainwreck in theater mm -hmm. and the whole theater was dying the whole time. And I thought this was like the funniest movie I've seen in my life. I watched it again, and not nearly as funny, but I think it's because of that infectious laughter that made it so much better. And again, I think I've already talked about this on the pod, but The Hangover in theaters, oh. killer. Everyone was just crying the whole time. Also, I think like there wasn't much expectation about that around that movie there, but again, it just makes it so much better. But what I really wanted to say was the two other movies that I'll go see in theaters without a doubt on opening night I'll cross the border if I have to get no I won't say that on opening <laughs> night no doubt are on the count of three and the exchange the movies that oh. <laughs> my movies <laughs> so now I also want to like this point is twofold in that I'm now taking a vow of silence until these movies are actually released you'll never hear me talk about them again on the podcast and that's largely because my good friend five-time guest on the show, six-time guest on the show now, has finally made his acting debut. Talking about the homie Basam Issa. Gotta give you a shout-out, bro. All right. This guy was an extra in the movie called Daddy's Perfect Little Girl, which actually was released on Lifetime Movie Network. You can check that out on YouTube. I don't have Lifetime Movie Network, but I still... He sent me a link on YouTube. And you can clearly see Basam for, no. like, I want to say 10 seconds clearly visible in the background the, the man's he's made it he that's the standard now the gold standard for appearing on the silver screen and that's the that's what i'm chasing now so congrats basam and check out the movie everybody <laughs> and um, yeah Good just I'm super pumped for him and that's it for me i'm not talking about my movies until one of them is released but then well, as soon as i hear that one of them is getting released i'm gonna let you all know of course and i'm gonna be yelling in the theaters like that was me if i make it but all right valve silence starts now <laughs> i'd go see it in the theater just for the like to see if i could see you like imagine i go see it with you and during the scene i this is this is the guy right here <laughs> <laughs> and we sign autographs at the end of the movie or something one step at a time but we'll get there so one count of three and the exchange 
on, on the count of three. On the count of three. But I don't like. I don't know if they're even going to be going to theaters, right? And like, that's to your point of streaming platforms. Like, if anything, I don't know if I want. I prefer that they go to theater or to like Netflix or Prime or whatever, because then that's easier access for people. I can watch the movie and then be like, yeah, pause at fifty three forty nine, and that's me. <laughs> that's your boy. So mm. who knows? But in the theater would be pretty cool for mm. sure. If people are a little worried right now about the future of theaters, I rest assured, like there's enough people out there, like me and like like all of us, like me and Eric that love going to go, going to see those big movies at the theater. And I think it's going to take like many gener, like the generation nowadays that are, that grew up with streaming, like from early on, that might be scary when they're the dominant, like when they're in their fifties and sixties and forties, like they're not going to want to go, they're not going to want anything to do with it. But like, there's enough people now that still remember going to the movies as kids in the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands. Like it's going to go strong for a long time. You can't replicate like a, however big the screen is in your home theater. Like I know people are like, I have a home theater system, surround sound, comfy chairs, projector. That's great. That honestly, I wish I had that right now because like I have all the movies. I don't have the setup yet. It's like we keyword. get it. You're rich. <laughs> Key, yeah. Keyword. Yeah, exactly. Right. But come on, you can't beat, unless you're like Tarantino and you build a theater in your house, you can't beat going to the, going to the theater. Like it's just, it's huge. That's what I like the most. Like if we were to dumb it down, the thing I love the most is that gigantic screen and seeing everything like bigger, you know, bigger is better and louder is better. I love that. I'm just a sucker for it. It doesn't even matter what movie. I'll go see it like a little, remember that movie Ex Machina with Oscar Isaac? Yeah. yeah. I saw that at the theater. Shout out to Dylan for like dragging me, my dad, and his dad out there. We went in blind, no trailer scene. Dylan's like, we got to go watch this. And I loved it. That movie is not really a theater movie, okay? It's got three characters. It could be a play. I love to go watch movies like that at the theater. They're just mm -hmm. like, I was sucked in. You know, you're in a dark room. You're just like, okay, what's happening? Oh, I wish I could go back in time and first time watch a lot of my theater experiences because... Mm -hmm. Yeah. nothing beats a first time watch right eric like wouldn't you want to go back and rewatch i know you didn't see it at the theater but go back and rewatch reservoir dogs like <laughs> that initial time where you're like oh this is a funny smart For movie sure. like memorable uh back when i hated mr blonde <laughs> Just gets what? better with time. Yeah, he does. He does. Movies tend to like. I forget if we already talked about this in the episode there, but movies like they're just not as good after you've seen them in the theater. So yeah, if you could go back to that first time seeing it in the theaters again, blissful ignorance would be unbelievable. But it's true, and that's what you gotta cherish that we have these memories of like. Oh, I remember the first time I saw Dark Knight, San Francisco people going nuts like you have that like that's a, a story you'll always have and a memory you'll always cherish around that movie even though like to you I, I i think i know what your main um arguments are against the claim that it's the greatest movie of all time there like i don't think it is either but like that movie experience to you is what you cherish from about that movie the most i think i couldn't say it better eric and i will myself will always go to the theater like i'll go every weekend if I, i'll try to go every weekend once it reopens because i pretty much did that like for the last 10 years trying to go every second weekend or weekend i want that experience of finding the gem and experiencing a movie for the first time on the big screen and i will go through those bad movies just in the off chance that i find a hidden gem at the theater because there's no greater feeling than you know you're witnessing a great movie and you're like you're one of the first persons to see it like you're like oh i can't believe like i'm here right now in this spot watching this like that's happened to me so many times watching movies like drive in 2011 
when I went to see Fury. I had no expectations yeah, when I went to see Fury. Yeah, I was actually going to bring Fury Huge. Up. Same, yeah. Same. I saw it in theaters. Yeah. I mean, there's still a killer cast going into that, like yeah. Brad Pitt, Shia, Pena, uh, Bernthal, before he was really yeah. well-known yeah. and mainstream. But yeah, I remember seeing that in theater as well. Exactly. Great times. I get a rush, basically. There's no way to describe, no other way to describe it. I get like a high or a rush when seeing a new movie. And when it happens to be good, even better. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many horror movies at the theater and like, I, I mean, I'm super biased. I love that. It's like, I like gore. I like watching that. And to me, it's like exciting. And then like people screaming, that just makes me laugh. And it's like, all right, the movie's effective. Um, <laughs> I get a really good rush experiencing a movie at the theater. And nowadays, like uh, we don't have to explain anything to anyone like the times we're living in right now. And if people are like listening to this in like five, 10 years, we're like, we're not allowed to go to the theater right now because of COVID. So yeah. it's, it's rough. It's like taking away a part of my life and being like, okay, you're going to put it on hold, Matt. And I'm like, oh, okay, just means the next movie I go see at the theater when it opens, it's going to be that much more exciting and I will cherish it even more. I'm going to appreciate it more because it was taken away from me for over a year. So I'm yeah, very, that's a yeah. great approach for mm-hmm. it. I think that's how we should all see going to the movies and not be jackasses who talk and ruin other people's movie going experiences, right? Like I hope the kids listening to this Mm. see, realize that we're people who don't really want to hear your shenanigans while we're there to enjoy a movie. And like, who knows how the price will be down the road there, but I'll pay whatever to go see a movie. Like the last movie I saw in theaters, I think was glass, if I'm not mistaken, but it'll be the first time now that I don't see a Marvel movie like black widow. Like I'm going to pay to watch it on, um, what is it? Premium access on Disney plus. Like I'm going to buy it or rent it, whatever on, um, opening night, just because like, I also, I'm like you, I need, I, I can't go on the internet as soon as that movie has dropped because spoilers are everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. And I also do just want to see it as soon as I can. So I'm going to be watching like all the Marvel movies, on my my probably my tv and not my laptop there but that's going to be so weird like for the first time that i'm not getting that theater experience for a franchise that i've been following now for the last like 13 years a couple years off there with the those movies i talked about earlier but you know what i mean like that's a big shift in movie consuming culture for me for all of us really and i know for the people here this happened to me last month eric King Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, or Kong versus Godzilla, whatever, however they spelled it. That dropped, and I watched it at home. Like, I can go to the theater to watch it. It was a really fun movie. Would it have been a lot better at the theater? No doubt. It was all standing up, like going nuts, like pounding their chests. It's (laughs) all action. It's all action. There's no story in the movie, so it's perfect for the big screen. It's a movie I would have seen once at the theater and never watched. I'm a big believer on this, by the way. One-time theater watch, never have to watch it again. I know that sounds weird, but a I lot imagined. of act... Right, Eric? You do, you've you done the no, same? No, but I, uh, I was just saying I am legend. I like, am legend, that's yeah. an example you yeah. just mentioned earlier. Wow, there's no, so I mean, many. For the most part, unless it's a terrible movie, but that's never happened to me. If I really wow. enjoy a movie, I've never said, like, I'm never watching this again. Like, for the most part, I, I might even go see it again in the theater. Like, I'm yeah. highly likely to do so. 
have and, there been movie like you're you're talking about you still enjoy the movie though right yeah but i'm so scared of ruining that first mm. time experience it's almost like I am doubting myself that did I actually like the is the movie actually that good? I don't want to ruin that first time experience. It's almost it's kind of funny to say it's like I was going to say this may fall under Aunt Josephine's category of irrational fear of realtors. Isn't it? <laughs> I don't know if you get that reference. No. But oh, series of unfortunate events. Deep oh. sleeper reference. Anyways, irrational fear is what I was saying. I think uh, you if you really enjoyed the movie, you should still watch yeah. it afterwards not 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 watch it out of fear of ruining your first experience with it that's just my opinion i mean it was bad back in the day i would read about a movie i had not even seen this movie but i would read about it and it was so lauded as a classic that i'd be scared to watch it in fear that i wouldn't think it was that good like i would just avoid the movie which is Mm. really screwed up way of thinking now i've watched like watch everything i read about now but i had that mentality of like no, I don't want to ruin the image of this great movie in my head that I've never seen. In this case, it would be, I don't want to ruin the theater experience that was perfect. Like Pacific Rim, perfect theater experience for me. I, with one of my best buddies, went to see it like a night after work, super tired, in 3D even. I didn't even care. The movie is awesome. I thought it was one of the best action movies that I had ever seen. Now, I've watched Pacific Rim since, and yeah, it was like, it's not even close to the same. Still good, but... Do, do I wish I hadn't ruined that perfect night? Maybe. I don't know. Okay, I see what you're saying. For yeah. Sure. It's like, I want to capture that night, Eric, put it in a bottle, and I, ne- I don't want to, like, look at the movie. I don't want to watch the movie again, you know? I don't know. Just throw that memory in the pensive and then yeah. just leave it there. But I'm lucky to have a good memory. I can recall all those nights, like those first-time watches at the theater. I... I and I've, I write them down too. Like I've written down all the movies I've watched in the last 10 years. So I can go back and remember I saw that at the theater. I'll never forget a movie I watched at the theater, thank God. So uh, Transformers, sorry. I know this is going way back. Really fun at the theater. But when you rewatch those, oh, you just want to poke your eyeballs out. Yeah, I think the, the second one we saw one more time, like not in theaters, just we had rented it or something. Yeah. I remember it was brutal. And I don't think we even loved it in theaters either. Yeah. We were like, ah, was it as bad as you remember? And like, yeah, it was It was worse even. Yeah. Dark Side of the Moon, kind of same thing. I think we rented it again. And yeah, exact same situation. I don't have anything to add on that. Transformers yeah. 1, though, like I said, it's still an enjoyable movie. It's very solid, actually. Unlike all the other ones. And comedies, Eric, I got to echo your thoughts on comedies. It's so much fun to laugh with an audience. Yes. I remember watching, they're bad comedies, but you know what? With Friends, they made it that much better. Like Ted at the theater, like everyone was yeah. dying, oh, yeah. dying. Yeah. Ted was one of the, again, funniest movies, but then we rented it. And I think I saw it twice in theaters and both times hilarious. Like one scene I'm remembering, I don't even think this is one of the funniest scenes in the movie, but it killed me. It was when Ted is like reading these strands of weed. <laughs> They're called like mind rape. <laughs> They're coming. They're coming. And this is permanent or something like that. No. Great. Ex- uh, great times at the theater. Yeah. Yeah. No, Ted. Great. Great example. I saw Superbad at the theater and that like oh, that movie, everyone at my high school was talking about it because I came out like in grade 11 and or 12 for me, I think. Oh, Eric, you couldn't go in the hallway without like hearing the word McLovin or a reference. Like it was like 
it was lightning in a bottle. It was like perfect, the perfect time for it to come out and just capture all of like that high school life for us. And to this day, like I'll always remember that. That's why Super Bad, like when we made our top fives, like Super Bad will always be in my like top two favorite comedies. It's just so memorable, mm. nostalgic. Nostalgia plays a huge factor, right? Yeah, I, I didn't see Super Bad in theaters. I didn't see like some of my top comedies, like uh, Harold and Kumar. I didn't see those in. Theater, I saw a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Definitely the weakest link out of that Ooh. trio. And I saw that one in theaters. What else was there? Those were before your time, though, right? Like Harold you, and Kumar, yeah. You were a little young. Yeah. 2008. So, like, some of my friends had seen Harold and uh, Guantanamo Bay in theaters, but I, I didn't go see it in 2008. Me and my friends snuck into Wedding Crashers 2004. Mm. It was at the Cineplex um, on St. Joseph. You know, like you got to buy the tickets, then make your way up the stairs and get past yes. that guy. Well, yeah, oh yeah. that was like, it was almost like a two-step process where like you can get your ticket, but you got to get past the guy ripping your ticket too. No, but we had just uh, bought tickets for another movie. We did the whole like buy other tickets trick Classic. and it actually worked. Yeah, now, I've done that before yeah, as well. Yeah. Now it wasn't like, it wasn't like a hardcore horror movie. Maybe they would have like paid more attention, but. It's a it's a harmless comedy. Yeah. Zach and I snuck into Your Highness. I don't know if you've seen that movie with Danny McBride, yeah, yeah. James Natalie Franco, Portman. Natalie Portman. Oh, that yeah. was funny too. And that honestly, I forget if we've already talked about this on the pod. That was, was like I think twelve people in the whole theater, and everyone there was just like a, we're we're all diehard Danny McBride fans. And like the first line of the movie is just like him going, "Oh." fuck and just everyone started laughing right away and like that just set the tone for the theater experience like everyone's just dialed in no you've never mentioned that that's awesome it's like it's a small crowd but a super appreciative crowd yeah which is just people better. scattered all over the place yeah. in the theater and we we're both under age for that movie so that's yeah, i think the, the security fun. guard came into with like a flashlight briefly like yeah, he wasn't actually looking for people but like before the movie starts, right? Like he's just perusing the crowd, and like we were kind of nervous, thinking like, okay, this person might bust us here. It was yep. not the case. Got to enjoy the movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it since it came out. Actually, that's crazy. That that too is a memory of mine. Of once you're in the theater, being super paranoid, slouching in your seat. You know, we didn't have yes. these big recliners. The seats are smaller, so you gotta like hide yourself better and sneaking in food too, and hiding that. Sneaking in food, never had a problem with like bringing in like a, a box of Mike and Ike's. Or, yeah. That was my always my go-to. I should have mentioned um, Swedish Fish also is mm. one of my favorite candies. Really? I forgot to talk about those. These are like newer additions to the uh, the inventory Swedish Fish. I've discovered these not too long ago, a few maybe a year or so ago. I feel like that's but an anyways, unpopular But anyways, Mike and Ike opinion. was always my go-to sneak in the movie theater all Sweet. day. Swedish fish, I feel like that's unpopular. Like, not a lot of people like those that much. Yeah, well, I go against the grain, my friend. Uh, nothing uh, wrong with that. <laughs> swim against the current. <laughs> in the winter, super easy to sneak in stuff, though, eh? And then in the summer, when you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt, you're like, hmm, got to be more thing, clever. Yeah. 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 For us, Eric, theaters were like, well, super, always have a soft spot for us because of, like, remembering going to them when we were younger. And I, I fear, like, this generation might not think of them as fondly because we remember like we saw a whole like change in the theater dynamics saw, saw the prices quadruple the way theaters are like operating and we remember waiting in i were we eric you remember waiting an hour in line to get into a movie or 45 mm -hmm. minutes like that was all part of like the madagascar the fun like um, quote unquote fun like 
And kids, yeah. Go ahead. You like just saying that you would buy your ticket at the booth and then run up the stairs and have the guy rip the stub just brought all the memories yeah. back. It was just you were so thrilled to go to the movie theater because that's where you got to see movies. Like nowadays, kids or everyone, yeah. we just have it. It's at the tip of our fingers. We can yeah. watch a movie on our phone for God's sakes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's a great point that you made that I'm surprised you haven't like fully touched on in this episode up until this point, but like. For them, it might be a hassle to go to the movie theater or they might just be like, no, we're watching it on our our 60-inch 4K TV and just like we're not moving a finger. We're just watching it at home. What are kids into these days? They're into TikTok. TikTok is like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't hate TikTok. I have it. I watch sometimes. But it's short videos. It's all about whatever like short attention span onto the yeah. swipe for the next video. And I think kids... They're not going to want to bother getting off their asses and going to the theater to go see it. Oh, the movie's already on my TV, legally or illegally. It, mm. People have these boxes now that have every movie, new release movie that's ever come out. Why would you want to leave your house? Great points. Me, just my memories of going to the theater is always going to make me go back because like, I want to keep that experience going. Plus, we love movies, right? Like, I understand, like... I'm not going to name drop, but like I have people close to me that aren't into movies that much. And yeah, I don't see them going to the theater. What? It's not their thing. They're into other stuff. That's fine by me. I'm into the, I feel like every movie lover like has, needs to go to the theater, you know, like keep, keep that experience alive. Well, it needs to be passed on generation <sighs> to generation. Like your mom did to you and like my parents did to me and Zach. And like, we're gonna have to keep passing that on to our kids. And yeah. otherwise it's just going to be TikTok and swedish fish at home i don't know a hundred percent eric it's on us to teach the new generation and that's why it'll keep it'll stay strong because parents you see it all the time parents bring their young ones to the theater and i love seeing that i don't care if the kid shouldn't be in that like a five-year-old should be in the star wars at the new star wars movie i don't care it's he's gonna remember this yeah. i will never get mad at a young like if a kid talks or does something during a movie whatever he he can't help it I'm just glad he's there and so soaking it in, you know. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Even though he probably doesn't understand, like Endgame, a kid will never understand the intricacies of Avengers Endgame. No. Hell, half the adults didn't understand <laughs> the time That's travel. So you're just soaking up the action, right? And he'll remember that. I'm all excited now. You got me all excited tonight. Now, go. On. I want to go to the theater now. I know, man. Me too. Hopefully, hopefully this year. I think we're gonna we're gonna get to that point at some point. It'll be maybe limited capacity, but yeah. I'll go. And even if I have to wear a mask the whole time, I'll I'll definitely go to see a movie that I really want to see and get that full movie theater experience. Hundred percent. I'm excited to go back, and it's a great outing, especially right now. Like we can barely do anything, so of course I'll go on a Tuesday with the with the mob as well. You know, <laughs> the casuals. There's exactly. a name for like the normies, or you can call them the, the un, not uneducated, but un, uh, the unsullied, <laughs> unindoctrined. I don't know. Maybe. They're not like they're not churchgoers. They're not like no. believers. I, I guess. Yeah. Devout <laughs> movie. They're pa- They're pagans to us being like you know Christians or. Christian Orthodox. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this tangent is becoming way, way not what I wanted to say. <laughs> this metaphor is collapsing on itself. It is. <laughs> yeah, well, man, this has been a, a great conversation. I like we both just said that we both can't wait to get back in the movie theater. Hope we've given you a lot to 
to think about and like reminisce on your own movie theater experiences and thought about your favorites and yeah movies you're excited to go see in the theaters Matt any final notes for the listeners yeah like I hope everyone took out of this like there I hope people when they were listening to this episode that you guys like thought about your best your highlights going to the theater all your life and honestly like if you can reach out to me on Instagram or like let me know what were the highlights when you went to the theater actually because I'm super curious me talking about this tonight what were my favorite moments? Like, I I want to know what other people's favorite moments are, actually. Like, what was the movie? What's a movie that, like, had an impact on you, basically? So, yeah, I hope everyone, like, enjoyed our conversation. I I could have went on and on on, like, my favorite movies I saw at the theater because I see so many. But, uh, no, I thought it was a great conversation, Eric, as usual. And, yeah, yeah. thank you, everyone. Standard. Yeah, thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. And Matt, I also want to tell you again in re-listening to our last episode, killed it on the intro. I hope I did it justice again there, retaking that on. But yeah, good, good times. So yeah, thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to stay safe, everybody. Love you all. And yeah.